Whoa, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Free China Pod. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? We've been doing a moderate amount of podcasts, but none, none like the, the real, the OG boys. No classic. We haven't gone on a hike. We were so busy last weekend with uh, we do barbecue and uh, temple stuff. Temple stuff, and the week before. By temple, I mean Ben's cult. What? <laughs> the weekend before. We had the Ukrainians, which that pod will be out soon, so keep an eye out for that. And Ron. Filipinos and Ukrainians. Two of my favorite groups of people. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Lots of good, lots of good convos. Yeah, that one, that one I'm looking forward to listening to again. But. I might split it up into two, which would be like the group and then me and the dude. I hear, I hear somebody. You oh. hear mommy, mommy's home. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. So what's been ha- happening? Happening in the world? Uh, Dark Brandon. Yeah. Did you watch the speech? No. Should I? I mean, it was just mm. like a weirdly lit speech. It looked cool, man. I thought it was cool. I thought it was like a sick. That was sick lighting. But it was it was fine. Like he, I think he did what probably needed to be done was, which was say like, the Republican Party is controlled by Trump, which everyone knows it is, and it's that's a bad thing. And I think that that was pretty much the message. And of course, like some people lost their minds about it, but I think it was pretty honest and straightforward. And he didn't do too much like backtracking, like we need to work with Republicans, blah blah blah. But he did he did like enough of it that I didn't like it, but. I can understand why he did it. I, I don't understand how people are still like fawning over him at this point because it seemed like the Republican Party kind of dropped. You mean him over Trump? He, yeah, 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 over Trump. Because I mean, he epically lost the twenty 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 election, and I think they all recognized that, and I think most people recognize that, whether they want to admit it or not. I've heard a lot of voters admit it, and basically saying that they're kind of moving towards DeSantis now, which is suspect of change and if those two run against each other trump will body desantis but think, um but but basically to finish my point like saying no. that like they'll <laughs> you can't uh saying that it's better if they get desantis because they can get desantis for two terms whereas trump is just at best is going to be one if my, he can win my speculation is that desantis knows that he probably it, it doesn't behoove him to run against trump to be seen as as anti-Trump in any way, even though he was anti-Trump and Trump talked a lot of shit about him. Trump is yeah. an opportunist who doesn't have any real beliefs. So I think that with, with that with that knowledge in mind, what DeSantis will do is he will immediately bow out and basically agree to not run against Trump uh, in exchange for being his running mate. And I, I honestly yeah. think it's moderately likely that Trump will win in 2024 simply because of the electoral college and because I can't see the Democrats. I think the Democratic field will be splintered, and if the Yang party runs, I think that will pull a lot of moderate votes away from Democrats. I'm interested about that because that coalition is predominantly made up of Republicans. The head of it is a a nominal Democrat. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it is mostly made up of Republicans. Because what you said is it won't pull Democratic votes. I do agree with that. It won't Mm. pull votes from people who would have like voted Democrat because there are Democrats, mm. but it might pull moderates. It, it might, yeah. And moderates might. are like that soft, gooey core of the country who really doesn't have any... The soft white underbelly. Uh, they, they don't have any like stakes on either side, so they'll happily flip to this new like third party thing. And uh, unfortunately, I think that the, the Trump wing is strong enough that... Uh, yeah, if the Democrats really botch it over the next couple of years and they run a terrible candidate, I think there's a possibility that Trump could win basically just by default. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. I think in 20, for 2024, it's too far off. I think even— It's definitely too far off. E- it's just my wild No, no, no. I mean, and that's fair, and I think it's fun to speculate about these things. Very fun. Very fun. But uh, I think that—yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but I think those are fair points. I, I, tend, to, I tend to agree with you. I think it'll be interesting to see, one, who is alive at that point, and who, who yeah, who the Dems run, because 
I think they're going to try and push Biden out. Well, they already are. I mean, they, there's already been a number of like you know, top uh, paid chills for the De- Democratic Party that have written op eds in the New York Times. And I think it will fracture stuff. the Democratic Party too, which is why I think that their turnout. It might actually split the party, and they might have like a four-way split vote this election. I think it'll be interesting, though, especially for the midterms, because the midterms, as they're coming up, it's looking like, you know, six months ago, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a Democratic, like a bloodbath. Like the Democrats are going to lose both houses. Yeah. And now it's looking less and less likely. Like it's looking like it might pretty much be maintained. I think it's really hard to know like it is. until the day before because things change so rapidly. Oh yeah, so Any, anything anything can happen the day before that like makes someone go, "Well, I'm not going to vote for this person." Or he's playing with his dog. I think puppy's playing with himself. Puppy's playing with his little Patrick. Uh-oh. Leave me alone, father. I'm trying to have my fun with my Patrick doll. We we try to go to IKEA to get him this. They have this like giant like golden retriever and he he's seen one before and he fell in love with it and me and me and Olivia were like we got to spoil him it's bigger than he is and he just he just fell in love like a, a real golden retriever like not, a dog not that big oh, okay. but like bigger quite a bit bigger than poppy are you talking about a real dog or you're talking about like a toy a toy oh, okay a toy not a real I golden retriever <laughs> i thought i thought maybe like someone of a sex slave <laughs> I thought maybe maybe he just saw like a golden retriever at the at the place, oh, and you were like going to introduce him. He wanted him. it. <laughs> this magic moment. And we bought it for him. We bought the slave. When your lips are close to mine, who last forever. No, right, Poppy? It's just a doll. Poppy's a big fan of dolls lately. Uh, he's a he's a big fan of dolls, like uh, any big manga fan, like our friend Kai. Just big fans of dolls, real dolls, right, Poppy? <laughs> He's like looking away. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's just looking at the ceiling. He's like, aren't you supposed to be recording a podcast? Shut up. This is not about me. <laughs> uh, man, there's been since so much happening. There was a the big announcement about weapon sales to Taiwan. Yeah, I saw that. It's like the fifth this year, and it's yeah. only August. It's a pretty big one too. It's one point one billion, I think, if I remember correctly. I think. I th- you said the article recently also about the that that UMC was it UMC? No, some some billionaire, Taiwan billionaire, was like promising to donate oh, a whole yeah. bunch of money to to help. What would he? What did he call for it? Like, like a, incubate? A, yeah, a native defense force. So he was donating like th- basically thirty million U.S. dollars, which I calculated loosely is enough to buy like about the wing of an F sixteen. <laughs> I think it was like thirty. Thirty thousand, like a thousand dollars, because he was trying to create a three hundred thousand dollar like trained sniper force, like expert marksmen, and it's like bar- that money is like barely enough to buy rifles for like ten percent of them, yeah, basically, exactly. especially like high end like precision rifles, not like cheap AR-15s. I think it's it's the same thing as Terry Gould buying vaccines. It's just like a way to like get your name out there and and try to impress people, uh, and it works for a certain segment of the population. But yeah, it's. I think I feel like that's almost already out of the news. Like people aren't really talking about it anymore because it's nonsense. Like the, you're kind of alluding a, to. It's a good idea in the sense that Taiwan, like South Korea, like a lot of other countries who are, uh, like Israel, like North Korea for that matter, if they're under like serious existential threat from a neighbor, typically they'll have compulsory military service and not continuously shorten it. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but they'll basically have like kind of a civilian militia where people will still have like weapons and training well into their lives. Taiwan has that, but it's very, they're trying to expand it right now. There have been pushes from the central government to expand it recently, but yeah, but it's slow and it's too late. Yeah. It's it's a little bit too, this needed to happen five years ago, not like start discussions in like 2027. Like this needs to be like on the table right fucking now. If they want to be a porcupine state and like repel an invasion, they have to prepare before it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah of because course. realistically, I mean, if they do, if they do, did a strike right now, like I've seen the calculations, there are enough like helicopters alone to basically like take take the capital in hours. It, if it they was, just flew helicopters across the strait. In they, terms, of, in terms of that, it would depend on uh, 
of course, other state actors getting involved. And if, then well, I'm saying also, if they just had helicopters, like not even in an I, I know, I, yeah, I know. What in you're that saying. case, like by the time the U.S. could even get like a jet in the region, unless it had like a carrier sailing in the vicinity, like the, by the time they would get a jet in the region, it would be the the president would already be decapitated. But, and I mean, removed from all of them. Right, right. To get like a decapitation strike, but yeah. it, it would be. I, again, I think it would depend. First of all, they'd be located because Taiwan has places like Jinmen where you're going to pick up that sort of stuff first. So the president would probably go into hiding. Now it's true, but if the president is hiding and they control the entire capital apparatus, then like yeah, because she's the, sending. But this is this, I, what I'm also saying is that like yeah, if they sent their entire air force, but if they if they le- legitimately only sent helicopters, most of those would get shot out of the sky. I, I'm not saying that it's like that, and I'm not saying that it, it would be easy or anything like that. I'm just saying the risk is so high, and certainly, the, the certainly. threat is so large. And it's it's growing now, too, because, well, I, I mean, I saw things from this, you know, from the weapons sale. I saw Chinese state, like, media on Twitter saying, like, because Taiwan has the jade cabbage in the National Palace Museum, that they <laughs> that that's, that's a sign that we, we should, quote-unquote, reunify, which is a nonsense term that we've gone over I a number of times. Smash the jade cabbage. I mean, mail I, it back. I think, yeah, smash it and say we'll, we'll we'll mail it back to you if you agree to give us freedom, <clears throat> which obviously is is nonsense. You can't trust anything that China says anyway. Well, you could say, you know, we'll ma- break it into two pieces, mail them one piece, and say liberate Tibet, or we'll we'll break the other piece. Half 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 now, the other half later. Yeah. This is just a little taste. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, my by what, what I was trying to say is that with, with the threat the response is too slow and too tepid certainly i mean i i tend to agree with that um i think it will i think uh people should of course they, they should definitely like um prepare like a lo- like local prevention forces but that also predicates like you have so to have bomb a, shelters like those bomb yeah. shelters that they built all over the country in the 50s are totally non-functioning right now they're like they're not capable of being used. So, like, if there is yeah. an invasion, basically everyone—not even an invasion—if they just shoot missiles into into heavily populated areas, like they're doing in Ukraine, there's no shelters. There are MRT stations in big cities. That's basically the extent of like the there, preparation. There, there are shelters, but they're like they're like really old and probably Have not structurally sound. Have you seen the shelters sound. for this neighborhood? It's like go yeah. to this temple, go to uh, elementary school. That's not no. a shelter. That's no. a building. Like. A shelter is supposed to be insulated. Like a bunker, and, yeah. Yeah, armored, not like the the local elementary school is suddenly a shelter. Well, thankfully in Kaohsiung, we do also have an element or an elementary school. We've got a lot of those. We've got so many elementary schools, folks, fortified. Uh, no, we have a lot of uh, MRT stations here, so that's theoretically an option. But, um, yeah, hopefully we don't have to deal with that. But what I was also going to say is that even besides, like, the, the soldiers and the training, like, there's just not enough guns and not enough bullets, like yeah. in terms of like a local defense force. Yeah. But I think probably what will be more important is having things like uh, anti-missile Cowards. defense. Yeah. Well, anti-missile defense systems and also like anti-aircraft and anti-sea uh, craft uh, missiles. But um, I agree. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know the intricacies of what they're planning. What I do know is that you go to any basically open port in Taiwan and there's the fortifications that used to be there. And there may be hidden fortifications somewhere. Like yeah. some people say there are some hidden up on, on Shoshan here, but yeah. like in Kaohsiung port here, it's completely unprotected. Like all of the old uh, gunnery posts, all of the old bunkers are completely destroyed and the guns have been removed. There's there's nothing left. So like if there were an amphibious invasion, it's not like the 1950s where they, they could just be shot on approach. And they would be vulnerable. Like, there's yeah. absolutely nothing yeah. in the way of basically just, yeah, sending an armada. Like, yes, especially if you take the Air Force out. Like, yes, you could try and get them on the way with, like, missiles and stuff like that. But if that fails or if the number is high enough, like, it's, it's fucked. The, with the amount of drones that are coming out, aerial drones, I'm wondering how, yeah. long, how long until China gets the idea to just have nautical drones where basically for every manned boat that they send they just have 10 drones to distract to overwhelm like aerial support and stuff like that 
It's possible, and there there are counter defenses to that, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, mine the seas. Well, mine the seas, but also, I mean. But of course, money is most money is far more important than democracy in Taiwan. So, uh, that's hyperbolic. Obviously, right? it's hyperbolic, and I think that, like like in a lot of places, that applies more to like high ranking government officials than it does to people like average people. I think while average people are like have problems with like these creature comforts where they're just like, I just want to feel good. Uh, I want my new iPhone or whatever. I do think if if you put a gun to their head and ask them like. Oh, people have asked this question, and I don't know the answer based on the statistics, but we can look at it if you want. I mean, I have data sets. It's, it's very clear that people don't want to be part of China, but the, you never you never know until the the thing happens. But they ask a specific you can, question, like, do you pr- do, is is uh, economic development preferable to democracy or something like that? Which one is a higher value? Right. Those I mean, are very specific I get questions. that, but there's also there's also the factor of like when they do a strike and it fucking blows up your uncle's apartment. That makes a difference too. You can see that totally. in, in, in in places like Ukraine and places like Myanmar. That might have been like, yeah, like we could, we could if we if it takes a little bit less democracy at first, and then we can like develop more. It's, I think it's really complicated. I do think there is something to be gleaned from those things. By that, but I do think when the shit hits the fan, it's also like a completely different case. The, I I assume you mean it in both ways. That like on one hand, people will be enraged and they'll be like, we can't tolerate a, such a hostile force like mm-hmm. ruling over us. But on the other hand, they might just. They might take the others just give just up like yeah, yeah give up like we, we'd rather have we'd rather have peace than like have our entire country destroyed certainly I, I think that's I think peace and that's peace and dictatorship that's that's my point though is that it's uh, it's it, I feel like it's impossible to call in, in until something like that happens I, I but it, recognize but that. I, I, I agree. I do I do agree with you that um, there are some things that we can certainly recognize to like in um, Ways data that we can look at that shows us kind of in which way we're going, and I certainly in terms of uh, unification with China, we are moving in the opposite direction of that and more towards independence. You're talking about in terms of like young people's public opinion. In I terms think. of public opinion in general, overall public opinion has has almost every time I've the seen the older has, generations die out. <laughs> certainly, yeah, yeah, certainly. But um, yeah, as as tensions ratchet up. Whether that remains to be the it case, might change. Yeah. yeah, certainly. And uh, I mean, the other big thing is not about what what people believe, because I it's not like people are going to ever be faced with a referendum. Because I mean, that that boat failed, that boat sailed, I should say, when the DPP refused to, and not refused to. I don't know exactly the context of it, but they promised to have that referendum. I think they did have some similar referendum in the two thousands and. It didn't pass the threshold or something like that. They they had some in the early two thousands, but I thought there was going to be like like an official referendum, but I, I can't remember. I mean, I, even if they did it, it would it would you're talking about a referendum on unification? Yeah, I think there there was a referendum in the early two thousands. Mm. I, I, this is all kind of like a little bit fuzzy in my head. I think it asked uh, like based on the circumstances, would you consider like unifying with? Would you ever consider unifying with? you know, the PRC or something like that. And it was, yeah. it was obviously no, but um, the turnout was so low because most people just refused to answer it because the referendums in Taiwan, you can just, uh, they're like separate pieces of paper. So you can vote for your candidates and just, yeah, yeah and, not do it. It's not, not like, it. yeah. when I've voted on referendums in the US. It's not like ballot measures or something. Well, we have, we, we have referendums. I know, I know, but it's stuff. not like, it's on, on a single not, ballot. Yeah, 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 that's not, that's, that's my meaning. So people are more likely to just, check something you know right yeah yeah for sure rather rather than like go out of their way to like get a piece of paper for something that they're probably they don't have a strong stance on or, or maybe were afraid to vote on with the consequences it's possible yeah i would say certainly some people might be a little bit afraid to to, to make a statement on it especially in like the early 2000s yeah. where like it was basically the beginning of democracy in taiwan which is something i feel like people don't necessarily realize Bobby, that's rude. You're rude. I feel like, yeah, people people talk about Taiwan. They're like, oh, it's a democracy, and like, it's that's true. It's but it's also a very young democracy. It's only been around for twenty something years. In terms of like a a real full fledged democracy. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully things go well. I mean, I, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I hope so too. I, it's. 
frustrating to watch like people be uh, 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 apologists for authoritarian regimes online, but. Then, oh I rem- gosh, then I remind remind Trump. myself. Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That? Oh yeah. my gosh, he's yeah. like, he. I called him king. Uh, like he's talking about Xi Jinping. Yeah. Xi Jinping, my good friend, <laughs> very like, powerful man. The the way he talks about, him, he's like, he he told me he wasn't a king, but I said, you're a king to me. It's like, oh my gosh, you're such a you're such a sycophant of power. It like makes me sick. Like this is what. Im- this is what America has come to, that like yeah. 40% of the country, 47% of the country, the same country that worked so hard, I shouldn't say worked so hard, but whatever, was so ideologically opposed to the Soviet Union, <laughs> then elects a president who like... Just cuck, absolute is, cuck shit. Yeah, clear, <laughs> like cuckold to authoritarianism, <laughs> who has no, no love for democracy, no love for democratic systems. It's like all sheer power and personal will. It's, it's sad. It's sad that America has gotten to this point. Yeah. Whatever, whether you're a conservative or not, Donald Trump is not a conservative. Donald Trump is a liberal Hollywood elite that no. has tricked people into no. thinking he has a conservative bone in his body after cheating on two of his first wives with porn stars. You know, I mean, he has some some conservative for Democrats for decades. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. I think he has some conservative bona fides, which is like tax cuts for the rich. But that's about it. That's about all that I think he cares about. But uh, other than that, yeah, he's. He's, I mean, he's, you look at his old tweets, he's like, New York Fashion Week failing, nasty, nasty women out here. And she's like, okay, so like, this is like the queeniest, like, fucking limp-wristed bullshit that you could fucking put out there. <laughs> it's okay, Mimi, you can talk. Mimi is not happy with you, Olivia. Mimi, go. I stepped on her. Oh, you stepped on her. I know, I hurt. <laughs> she's not excited about it. Puppy, go. Puppy, go. Puppy, go, mommy. Go to mommy, go. Go, go, go. Mimi, let's go on the podcast. Go. Hi, Mimi. Mm, good. Nice. Feel free to join us, Olivia. Oh, yeah, she wanted to talk about one issue, which was the <clears throat> Little Mermaid movie. Have you, have you heard about it? Have you seen it? I've seen the, dis- the cartoon? No, the new one. They have a live-action one. Oh, they're doing live-action remakes of everything, and it's a, it's a travesty. So, I, you know, remember the original cartoon? Yeah. And the, the girl who was the Little Mermaid. The absolutely disgusting, uh, flagrant violation of women's autonomy. Yes, I, I do remember that. Well, Olivia thinks that it's a racial issue now. So, oh. did you see who's oh. being cast to play the new one? No. I'll show you. And, and you just say what you think, and then you can hear Olivia's opinion. Is it a Jordanian woman? Live action. Live action. Mm. Okay. Olivia says that it's racist because they are discriminating against gingers. That a ginger should have been cast to play the Little Mermaid. They're discriminating against my Northern European friends. Mm. Gingers uh, are gingers are definitely like undercast in Hollywood. You have to admit, are they? I yes. would actually think that they might be overrepresented. Really, I would. The only I ones would have I can to think of a Ron Howard and Carrot Top. <laughs> are there any? Others? I feel like I can think of others. I, name I'm five. Thi- I'm thinking of like entertainment and. <laughs> oh yeah, you like gingers? Name five of their movies. <laughs> uh, I think I can probably think of. In entertainment, I can think of some. But in movies... Other I, than Aaron Scarborough. <laughs> my boy. Go listen to... I, I'll, do, I'll do plugs because he plugged us on his, one, some of his shows recently. So you should, everyone should go follow Aaron Scarborough, a comedian from Kansas City, um, and uh, his, his, his various podcast ventures, um, including National Pair Breakfast, which has been my favorite recently, um, with his girlfriend, who is also named Olivia. Um, I, I famously do not know any names of actors. I know like the most famous actors, but like even movies that I'm like big fans of, I don't know any of the names, so I, I, I can't do it. That's, that's a cop out answer, but it is an actual answer. I think they are underrepresented. I personally, maybe I, I would we, have to look at statistics. I think we agreed on this before. Basically you, you before said that you think that it's wrong, of course, Ooh. which I agree with too. <clears throat> 
uh, to use like an actor of a different race or ethnic group if it's done in bad taste in like a mocking way or it's done yeah. like in a discriminatory way. But personally, I feel like you can't match everyone. Like if if somebody just captures the essence of a character, it's okay to like yeah. sub them out as, yeah. as long as it's not offensive. And I also think that race is to a large extent socially constructed. It certainly is. And so, the other thing is that like... I, I don't have a problem with this movie. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that Olivia did. I also think that I don't care about Disney and I think that they've done a lot to destroy like... Childhood dreams. <laughs> I just love watching Poppy like fall asleep sitting up. Um, they've done a lot to just like fuck with copyright law and stuff and like basically make sure that they can have like uh, control over like some of these characters and properties for like way fucking too long. Like they mm. should be in public domain already. Um, but all, all that aside, um, yeah, I, I don't care. There's a lot of people that are getting angry about it was apparently like black people because uh, you you were talking about the new Game of Thrones thing. Mm -hmm. There's also a new um, Lord of the Rings property coming mm -hmm. out soon, and people are like I really it came out. It might have. There's a lot of stuff about it. I'm I'm not a fucking nerd, Ari. Okay, so I'm not really invested in it. Just kidding. Oh. I, I like I like the 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 original three Lord of the Rings. I I started to read one of the books in elementary I've school, but I'm any of I'm them. not like a the the movies are good. Like they're. I don't know. Like, I'm not like. I think I saw The Hobbit. And it was so boring. I just. I haven't seen it. The Hobbit. I've just seen the the three Lord of the Rings movies that I thought were they're 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 good. They're like popcorn movies, in my opinion. I know some people have like a lot of love for like the lore and stuff, and that's fine. Like, fandom is all fine for me. Um, but I I don't have a deep connection to it. Um, but people were like really upset because there was like black people casting it, and they're like, "This is supposed Why? to be this is supposed to be like very ancient Europe." How could there be well, black people in it? There's definitely not Europe. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. This is this is what gets me pissed. There's no elves in Europe. <laughs> well, in ancient, ancient, ancient Europe, there were Ari. The other thing that exactly though that's the that's the point. It's like there are fucking dragons in the movie. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Second of all, there weren't potatoes in Europe at the time. So why aren't you mad about that? It's the same thing that gets me mad when people are like. There's a woman in this World War II movie. Because, first of all, there were women soldiers. There weren't very many of them, but there were they, they existed. Combat as, soldiers? Yeah, in the, in the, especially in places like the Russian army. There were, like, Russian female tank commanders and things like that. But the second thing is they won't complain when they're, like, shooting, like, a modern— they'll be shooting, like, modern-day weapons, like mo weapons that weren't in, invented until, like, the 60s, and they don't notice that. It's just like, okay, well, like, you don't get to be, like, a, a fucking well, revisionist historian— there's a difference between historical accuracy and like interpretation of a completely fictional story. Like S certainly, but those, but but in when we're talking about World War II, those two, you can. All, it's not about like fiction. It's about historical accuracy. So if you claim to care about historical accuracy, then you don't get to you don't get to complain if you don't pick out other things. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I also think that like it's fucking entertainment, guys. Like come on. Like I don't, I don't like historical movies for the most part. Like I, that's why when I, I watch love the Battlefield game. We, oh, game, games, games is different. Games, I, but I also don't care about like being like a hundred percent historically accurate because it's a game. Like it's supposed to be enjoyable. We we had a discussion about that because when I saw that there were like female soldiers, I was like, this is. They existed. It, they existed. They did exist. Combat soldiers. I was I was like thrown off at first. I was like, wow, this is this. It's also because of the number of them, because a lot of people play as the female characters in that game. Well, I mean, there's a lot of historical inaccuracies that paired with like there's a ton ridiculous of ridiculous sides fighting each other. Yeah, know? of course, and there are a ton of of uh, like in terms of uh, like the weaponry in that game. There's a ton of historical inaccuracies. There? Yeah, there are a number of them. I would I would have to like compile a list, but there are like vehicles and wep and and like guns that that just don't didn't exist in that time that they use in the vehicles? game. Mm -hmm. Like what? I would have to go back and look exactly. How about Battlefield I, I, One for the World War One. For the War One, that was interesting because it was so like all of the wonderful like <laughs> no all of the like really <laughs> powerful modern weapons we have that are like rapid rate of fire. When I first played one, it was so frustrating, like going back. And the vehicles themselves yeah. are also terrible. Because oh, they're, they're terrible, and and they should be because yeah, there should be. They, World, I like World the War One was a was a clusterfuck. I, I agree, like but the dreadnought. Here's and all that here's cool my stuff. thing though. If you really like to play historically accurate games, no, you should. <laughs> the the if you want to play like realistic games too, you have to play read a book. play games like well one read a history <laughs> book two, play games like Hell Let Loose. Like that game is so fun, and it's it's basically like Battlefield, but it's like 
uber realistic. Like you take a shot and you're dead basically. And like all the guns are like very realistic and like uh, they do like realistic loading motions where like if you have a bullet chambered uh, and you fire it, it will like reload the bullet. But if you, or depending on your weapon, but like if you don't have a bullet in the chamber, like it won't auto reload if it's like a gas reloading weapon. Like, I don't know. I like little details like that, but I'm all, I, I can also suspend disbelief when it's like a, an entertainment product. You know what would be cool is if they had like World War in the World War One games, if the mm -hmm. weapons would jam occasionally. They should honestly jam quite often. The, the other thing is that there should just be massive gas attacks where like, oh that would and be, well there are gas attacks but not the, as massive. Yeah, and there's there should also be things like where you get like mortared hard as fuck and then your soldier just loses his absolute mind with shell shock. Shell shark. Shell shark would be interesting. We do, they do have mortar. Like, there's a lot. Of yeah, mortar. yeah. There's a lot of mortaring and stuff. That I mean, the game is like moderately historically. It's like a movie. Like, I this, would love to continue playing if, if there wasn't so much cheating. There's a lot of cheating, and there's like a yeah. There's a lot. Uh, of problems there's a lot of cheating right now. I think uh, what I would say is you. We should try some of those other games that are like a, a bit more like Hell at Loose is like one of my favorite. Flight Simulator seems good. I haven't played it, but we can we can try it in a second. I also have a lot of. Um, I was showing Olivia Shito on today. <laughs> on the in game. Flight Simulator. Yeah, it's That's like sick. pretty accurate. The I also. Um, I found my house in America. Like literally, like you can see the house. It's even got the right color roof. That's wild. I've got a. I've got a World War Two game. I think it's. I can't remember if it's World War One or World War Two. I think it's post World War One, but it's like right after. Um, the end of or at the end of World War One or World War Two in Italy, uh -huh. and it's like about a like a woman who doesn't like oh, yeah, you were doesn't know if she's dead or not. It's like really interesting, but we should we should stream through that, especially as we it's supposed to be like very horrific, so we should do some of those as we get closer to uh, Halloween. Also, with Halloween coming up, maybe we should do a re uh, replay of some of the Red Candle games. That'd be that'd we should be like fun. make Olivia play through them, and we can comment on it. Olivia doesn't like horror games. I've asked her to play them before. They're good. They're so good. And I agree. I, I've got both of them on on Steam, so I would be down to play those. There's another one called uh, Pogway, like scared yeah, of ghosts. I, I I haven't played that one, but I haven't played it either. I've seen videos. It looks uh, looks okay. It's it's a little bit low res, but man. Oh, is it? Yeah. From from the videos I've seen, I haven't played it yet. I just downloaded it because I was afraid it would get deleted, like all the other Taiwanese games on there, because they just get review bombed. Yeah, it's possible. But once you have it downloaded, you have the game, so it's okay. Um, Remotely deleted from people's computers. <laughs> Thanks, team. Xi Jinping has deleted all the games. Um, yeah, what else is going on, man? It's already late at night, so I can't think of many other big things. Ethiopia is in crisis. Somalia is in crisis. Like, the Horn of Africa is not doing very well. Somalia, I, I cannot believe we still like support the Somali government at this point. Like they barely even control the capital. We like, should we should at least recognize Somaliland. Yeah, yeah, we should. Like if you can't if you can't govern past your own capital, like you're probably not a legitimate government. Like, yeah, I don't know. And we should. I'm not saying we should delegitimize it, but we should say like not recognizing Somaliland for the purpose of s s the Somali central government. You know? It's silly, yeah. It's silly. So just tell Yelan Omar to fuck off. Because I guarantee she has some responsibility. Does she? I don't know. I would I just I like to blame her because reactively. <laughs> I think her brother-in-law is like the president. She might have some relation. I I tend to like her, um, at least most of her policies. I'm sure if we got down into the weeds, I could. I, w I disagree with her on some things, but... Yeah, I'm not talking about that. That is what it is. Her, like continued relationship with, with that country and and the country and the government i i support somaliland over the yeah. somali government and i wish that Same. the somali government should would drop its fucking claim and just let somaliland be independent and uh and for that reason for whatever her connections are i i don't i don't recall exactly but i think she has some connections with the central government right now and for that reason i, I i'm distrustful of her I mean, I can understand that, but I don't know that she would have any sway over that, nor do I know if she even supports whatever family she has there because, I mean, she fled the fucking country. Did she flee it or did she... Yeah, she fled as a refugee. So, I don't know. It would be... 
I wonder. I would have to. I, I don't. I don't know enough about it to be to be completely honest. I just know that she, yeah, she fled. She fled. So just because people are just because people are friends doesn't mean or just because people are family doesn't mean that they're not going to get AA gunned like Kim Jong Un's uncle. Of course that's true, but I mean that that country is a country has got some big problems. I know Boko Haram, like in the capital, which is like barely controlled, like I said. Yeah. Like bombed, not bombed. They can. They had like a hostage situation. They like took over a major hotel. And yeah, I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't, but I I've heard of them doing. I mean, they've been doing kidnapping since many years ago. But Boko Haram is a fucking nightmare. That's a horrific organization, obviously. And then, uh, I mean, Ethiopia is also having serious problems. And I think I think until that civil war is over, I think. Tedros should obviously lose his position in the WHO. Like, there, there's a huge conflict of interest having the head of a UN-sponsored organization um, be a member of a political party that's trying yeah. to overthrow the democratically elected UN member state and basically rip the country apart because that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, the I mean, there, there are pretty strong allegations against the central government doing a genocide against against There's the the air the air trains but no, but i I, I grew or sorry against his what's his ethnic group um the tigray tigray people There's sorry allegations on all sides the civil war started by the tigray so yeah, like, yeah. so so I, like, but, oh, I but i still we started I, a civil I, war tried to overthrow the government and they're doing bad stuff that doesn't us. but that doesn't i mean it doesn't justify a genocide no, but i not, i still i still agree i still agree with your point is that he probably shouldn't be in power right now shouldn't be in power <laughs> also the fact that he let you know, tens of millions of people die now from COVID, whatever the number is. No one's keeping track anymore because no one counts the numbers anymore because it's just, we have to learn to die with COVID. Uh, so yeah, f I mean, f fuck him forever, but like uh, the UN is, and, and its its member organizations are a fucking joke. Anyway. And that's why I'm really disappointed that Biden gave them money again because of the, their utter uselessness. I think part of it is, somewhat reactionary in the fact that like because yeah because trump did it because trump defunded it and i think while i agree with like the defunding you if you're going to pull money out and stuff like that you obviously have to like be very clear in your wording about like what the problem is and trump was a dummy like he was just like just wanted to look like a strong man um so i disagree with trump but i do agree with like conditioning some of this money especially when you look at members like uh, or organizations like the the UN and like um uh, NATO and stuff where the US pays a disproportionate amount of money that's changing somewhat with the invasion of Ukraine but it's it's still a problem and it's still something that should be pointed out and if you're giving the majority of the money or at least a large portion of it you you should use your influence to to try to shape the organization to be better yeah and i mean that's why i think I mean, Trump did it in a horrible way, but just throwing back the money and being like, "There's no problem here. Just keep, yeah, keep, yeah, <laughs> keep allowing a, an alleged the leader of a party engaged in alleged war crimes without without questioning that, without looking at the conflict of interest, just pretending that it's not happening at all, or without getting involved. And I don't mean militarily. I mean like stepping in and being like, "No, no, no. We need to sort this shit out. Like you don't one if." these allegations of genocide we should take seriously and we should investigate them. But also, like, yeah, Tedros shouldn't be allowed to just, like, do whatever the fuck he wants. By the way, Elon Omar not only supports the, T the TPLF in, mm -hmm. their, in their fight to overthrow the democratically elected government, she also met with Tedros earlier this year, like, personally met with him. Um, and apparently, I, I don't know what the details, but it says that she was involved in meddling it says that she was like personally involved in removing the former president of the country when i i don't know the details i'm just saying they're like i should do a little bit more research yeah, it sounds like a lot of hearsay so i'd have to know more about that i mean if i was in her position and i can meet with tedros i would as well i tell him to COVID. yeah i tell him to <laughs> <laughs> i would cough so much in my mouth <laughs> No, but I would, I would obviously move with I him and try, and try catch to COVID again, <laughs> and then cough in his mouth. I would, try, I would obviously try to persuade him. So like, I don't think that I, I get what you're saying, and like, it I'll is. I'll buy you the rope. You don't even have to do anything. <laughs> here's a, here's some rope. Here's the stool. 
It's very tippable. Don't worry. Yeah, I I don't know. I would I would have to know a lot more about that to 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 be able to make a decision. But I would say where where I do know that I support Ilan Omar is mostly in domestic yeah, policy. Domestic, She's so. good on domestic policy, which is the problem I've, I I I come in contact with again and again is that I don't agree with conservatives on anything. Almost maybe you could find one or two things like maybe some some like more rational conservatives, if that's even a real thing, on like things like guns maybe in the United States because I think that's kind of uh, a, a, an issue that's, that's over now. Because I'm a gun boy. Um, no, because I think that you're not going to ban them. And so um, I do think that there is something to be said about like having guns, a, having guns to defend yourself. Debate right now. I, I, well, it's, anyone... it's, it's, it's not, but there are some people that are arguing that that's what we should do. But my, my, all guns. my, my point real quick to, to, to go back to what I was going to say is that I agree with a lot of like people who are even like on the quote unquote, like far left, like people that would be called like communist socialist in America. Like I agree with them on like a lot of domestic stuff, but like when it comes to international relations, like they're proving that all they can do is show their whole ass and that they have no idea about what's going on and that they tend to support authoritarians. I'm not talking as much about, I guess, elected officials in this case, but like Chomsky, um, a lot of these like quote unquote, like leftist thinkers that like were, have been good on like domestic stuff. have just shown themselves to be fucking morons and like willing to capitulate with fucking dictators. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been disappointing. Hey Mimi. Hmm. Um, But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, some people are like, like uh, Ben and I were having this conversation. Ben and I were having this conversation the other day about Beto in um, that's that's how Ben says it, Beto uh, in Texas, basically trying to run for governor all the time, and he keeps telling people he's going to come to their house and take their AR-15s. I just don't think that's a winning message. I don't. I don't, I think we should do another uh, ban on on the manufacture of of assault rifles, but. I don't think that. I don't do think anything. that's a. I don't think that's a winning message. The no, and it's it's yeah exactly. The biggest thing is, first of all, close the like gun show loophole. Like mm. that's number one. Number two, probably low, uh, raise the age to twenty one for, for, maybe anything semi automatic. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that, and I also think that you should you should have to get a license. You should have to be licensed for it. It's harder to do because, like, especially with if if the Democrats are not going to pack the Supreme Court, it's because the the Supreme Court can always say like, "Well, it's your constitutional right," but we obviously already put limits on it. Like, you can't buy a gun when you're two years old, so like, there are there are already limits. So, I think that that's a reasonable thing to push for. Is like, listen, you gotta you gotta take a course, like where, because like for hunting, when I was young, before I was vegetarian, I used to hunt and. Uh, well, shoot guns a lot, but I would hunt sometimes. And you have to go, and like, in Missouri where I got my license, you have to get, like, a hunter safety card. You can't just, like, go out and fucking blast them. You also have to get a license for each, or a tag, I should say. You have to get a tag for each animal that you take. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's there are limits. For, for that, but not for guns. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of easy things. I, I think the debate, I think most Democrats also are, they're not, nobody's, not nobody, but... I think the mainstream debate is not about banning guns. I feel like that's kind no, of no, false, it's I, I, false flag. No, I I agree with you. False flag, false flag. Folks. By the way, I just want to make clear the allegation of this quote unquote meddling. It looks like she just called for the president to step down after after suspending or oh, whatever, postponing elections. I really don't know the details. I don't think that that doesn't sound unreasonable no, that, to me. That doesn't sound unreasonable to me either. But uh. All right, so I, I, I mentioned vegetarianism. I just don't like, I don't like the TPLF. I don't, I don't like, know enough about it. So. I don't like the TPLF. Okay. I mean, well, they're trying to overthrow the government. I maybe maybe Ethiopia if, should be split apart. The, the other thing is, I, I feel like if if you you're you're being genocided and yeah, I, the genocide you keep saying that the genocide didn't take place until after they tried to overthrow the government i mean that's fair like but but it doesn't it doesn't mean that there should be a genocide yeah, but, but they, i i see your point i see your point sound like i see your point. justification for trying to split up was the war crimes right but the the them trying to they've they've had a separatist uh militancy mm -hmm. for decades like this isn't a right. new thing so 
maybe maybe Ethiopia should be split apart. That's not for me to say. I, and but it's it's also not appropriate to to create civil war like every time yeah. you don't get what you want. Totally, totally. So I, yeah. I think that for that reason, like somebody needs to really put a big question mark over this and why Tedros has any role in any international organization until he 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 takes the care of the problems in his own country. Deal with your own house first. Before he lectures us about what what name to change COVID to. <laughs> Monkeypox is racist, Ari. Yeah, as, as if the WHO <laughs> is capable of doing anything else besides like changing nomenclature every three as, months. Also, as if they give a shit about like racism or or genocide or anything, as long as it doesn't affect them. That's the fuck out of here. Like the UN doesn't give a shit. If they did no. give a shit about like genocide and things like that they or or fucking war crimes they would have fucking kicked Russia off the security council long ago and China for that matter so shut the fuck up nobody nobody cares about anything anymore well t- speaking of caring about things Lost our <laughs> Abrahamic values <laughs> I think I I do like that framing more than like the Judeo Christian values but we should just say that the Abrahamic values we lost we lost sight of Moses a long time ago. So sad. You hate to see it. Folks. You do. You hate to see it. It's it's heartbreaking. Hungry, what are you eating? Just eating some. some eat, I'm just eating a little. Uh, eating a little bit of this blanket. I think he's chewing on the blanket. Uh, this is not a blanket. This is a towel. towel whatever. Destroyed. I bought this towel. You mean? I think you mean his bag. It's not the worst one. Um. What I was going to say, though, is that something that we should care about, vegetarianism, veganism, bud, that uh, the fact that Harlem, <laughs> the Dutch city of Harlem, is uh, banning meat advertisements. It's progress, I feel like. Yeah. They're doing it mostly for, it seems like, for climate change as opposed to animal rights, but fuck it, I'll take what I can the get. Europeans are always very advanced. Oh, we're very modern. We so advanced. Better than the Americans. Right, Poppy? We are so special, so, so, so smart, so ahead of the curve. Speaking of Europe, they shut off the Nord Stream. Nord Stream, yeah. So all, all, like, all the countries are immediately renuclearizing. France is restarting their, uh, their stuff, and Germany is apparently like shutting down Shutting down the shutdown of their reactors. As they should. I mean, I've said this on the pod before, so I won't belabor the point. I'm pro-nuclear, and I love uranium. You know what I love, folks? I love a big big old fat nuclear plant. Um, no, but I, th- I view nuclear as like a, a transitional fuel, and I think it's not something that we should try to use forever. It's problematic. It has its issues and shouldn't be used in certain places, but... It's a transitional fuel, and certainly at the point where we are right now, which is transitioning, hopefully, from old fuels to to new um, new fuels that are basically more uh, green. That that's what we should do. This you're looking at the gray zone. Is, what is the gray zone? They're know. like genocide denialists. Oh, they really? they think that uh, basically. Um, I've never heard of it, honestly. Gray zone, which. Uh, there's a good there's a good uh, parody account called the Cray Zone uh, on Twitter. Um, I just know the Gray Zone from like academia that it's like basically I, a theory I, of conflict. I used to look at it sometimes, but like uh, the the people that run the site are they are apologists for Russia, apologists for China. So they're like far leftists. They're like far. They're but they're, this is the thing is like again I'll call you out on this. This left right paradigm doesn't exist, Ari. Because they would they would be like people I would probably agree on in terms of like criticizing the United States, but then they what they do is like genocide apologia. Like they they say that like like here they're critical about the TPLF and the and Tedros here based on this. Which is somewhat headline. which is somewhat surprising because a lot of um like lefty people that I follow are actually like less uh critical. But I've honestly never heard of this. Um, what I would suggest is no one should no one should pay attention to them. Um, but they are <laughs> these. Here's about Ukraine. Zelensky frees convicted child rapists to <laughs> to reinforce depleted military. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're very anti. They're very pro Russia. I've seen a lot of them. I I like stop following a lot of the. No, I didn't follow them, but I would like look at their stuff every once in a while. They're taking weird, weird stances because they're anti-Russia, but they're also like, I'm sorry, 
they might be like pro Russian, but they're also anti. You should, clearly, like anti Ilan Omar. You should look at their f- funding. Well, because anti Pfizer, I see. This is weird. Like a really weird. Because it's, it's 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 like this before. Like before, like some of this war and stuff. They were like more. Um, like left, and then like it was basically just like anti-American stuff. But okay. then, when you have these wars and stuff, like they're obviously they would be in favor of China invading Taiwan. Might just be like a troll farm, man, like a Russian. Uh, troll. it's like it used to be seemingly as, as like to the degree. Oh, Ari's Ari's putting in his PayPal information now. <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's any information on who they are, and there's nothing. Um, you can, you can look, I forget the names of these people. One of like, they're, they're all like rich kids that like the ones that I, I know, a lot of Jewish names. the main, the main people that I know are like rich kids that, you know, basically Clarenberg and Garrison are Ben Garrison, Aaron Mate August. Oh, Aaron Mate is a fucking shill. Max Blumenthal. Oh, Max Blumenthal is also a shithead. They're all like. You don't know any of those names? Not okay. really. All right. Ari is not Ari. Ari is Sydney Poop. Smell. Ari Poop. What? Corey Poop oh. and Sydney Co- Smell. Corey Poop. Corey Poop Smell. Lindsay's Lindsay Smell. Oh. Smell. Smell. Poop Smell. <laughs> uh, Ari is obviously not as terminally online as I am, and uh, that's probably good. It, it's bad, man. Like I can I get um, my alternative news fix from a website that I like to call the FCP for sure. That I like to call Bloomberg. <laughs> well, Bloomberg is not independent. No, it's not. It's trash. Um, I'm trying to get into foreign policy and foreign affairs recently because I saw some stuff I wanted to read, and the the paywall jumper does buddy, not work for those. Did you did you try the did you try um, archive.is for foreign policy? Yeah. Does it have it? It'll work. You can also really? you you can you can do your own. Um, archiving. You can do your own archiving. And you can also do your own research, folks. But the problem is, so it'll, because the paywall will basically like show you one paragraph. So if you use the archive, it'll show you like the full page. The, it, would you, you mean like in terms of like, like the front page? No, no, no. Like in the article. Articles. Yeah, yeah, it'll show you the whole thing. Well, this is weird. It should, yeah. It should show you the whole thing. Last time I checked, it would. <sighs> now I want to now I want to look up these people's twitters to sh- t- to tell you about them. I don't want to know. All right, so Max Blumenthal, the editor of the Gray Zone, first first tweet retweets Michael Tracy. That should tell you all the things you need I to know. I don't know who Michael Tracy is either. Michael Tracy is a fucking shill. Um he went to Ukraine basically uh to show or went to Poland basically to show that the invasion of Ukraine was fake. Um how do you know all these weird people? Are they all like Twitter, bud. Twitter? Uh, yeah. So he, this is this people. he he posted a video, um, but about Liz Trust. So this is the retweet. And Speaking it says, of, I was just gonna mention. This okay, all right. Let's, let's 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 not talk about. Let's not give these people any room to 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 foment. But know that the gray zone, everybody, is fucking dog shit, and you should disregard it. And you should instead come to the Free China Post because FreeChinaPost.com is where you get the real news. Go ahead, talk about Liz Truss. I already said it. She's the new PM. Yeah, she I is. heard I heard a couple things though that sure. Because she's like ultra conservative, and by that I mean it in the very traditional sense mm-hmm. of like low taxes, low spending, and because the UK, obviously, and all of Europe is having severe issues with uh, energy supplies and with inflation, that that's not going to be a very popular route for the conservatives for the next couple of years. But we'll see what happens. Probably not. I mean, I don't think she's going to be very popular. I heard um, she's just a Thatcherite wannabe. That's yeah. That's everything I've heard as well. It's a little bit and sexist it, in and of itself to just like say, oh, uh, yeah, to some degree. But I mean, I think conservative woman politician, you know, I'm just gonna like make the parallel with the only other conservative woman politician. I am not a Thatcherite. I am a Trussite. I guess if she if she believes in the same thing, which is essentially like I mean, it seems like she does. But privatization, I, cutting taxes. I get, I get, yeah, austerity is what I mean. That's what British politics politics seems to be all about is is uh, austerity. Well, there's Have, been recently. I even the conservatives put a shitload of money onto the uh, uh, what do they call it HS two, which mm-hmm. I've uh, with my very limited knowledge of Britain have become a fan of. Explain that for everyone. HS2 is the new high-speed rail plane. It's like the first. Mm-hmm. It's like the first uh, 
intercity transit, public intercity transit that the UK has built in like 150 years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Most of the rail lines were built like literally at the turn of the century. But they're building like not not fastest. Not this turn of the century, like yeah, the yeah. 1990s, 1900s. <laughs> it's supposed to be super fast, though. Like it's going to be the fastest in Europe. And the, the first line is into like Manchester, which I know you're a big Manchester fan. Manchester. There's yeah. a good... Yeah, it's a good poem I know about Manchester. Oh, I thought you were going to make a Peaky Blinders reference. <laughs> but then it's supposed to go up into the north and kind of connect the country. Uh, the UK has, especially England, has a big problem with the kind of the north feeling like they're left out and disconnected from the rest of the UK. And yeah. It's just very reliant on cars and highways and stuff like that. And the fact that they will have high-speed rail eventually connecting the entire country in an efficient and cheap way, it could be, could be a huge thing. It kind of equilibrating the mm-hmm. uh, inequality between the north and south of the country, which is, a, which is a perennial problem all over the world. Yeah, of course. I mean, it is interesting to see, like, the south being, like, the the part that is more developed, usually. Cause usually well, it's, it's in the northern hemisphere, so. The far north, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. But like Scandinavian countries, that's kind of, like, the trend, right? It's true, but Europe is, I mean, the UK is not, like, really a, I wouldn't consider it like Scandinavian level north, but anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you look at like the the U.S. is obviously like an interesting case, but Canada. I I mean, yeah, Canada's capital. Is Canada definitely is definitely in the south. All the cities are. <laughs> well, in the, south. the fucking north of Canada is unlivable. How Have you? Dare you say that? <laughs> the well, I mean, as like in like a, a, a modern capitalist sense. Have you heard the Liz Liz Trust the cheese speech? No. I'll say Benjamin Benjamin showed me this, but you should listen to this. This is pretty good. We are growing wheat more competitively than the Canadian prairies. We're producing more varieties of cheese than the French. There's a lot of clapping in this video. And we are selling tea to China. <laughs> I think that's laugh really funny. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like, yeah. Yorkshire tea. When it comes to British food and drink, we have never had it so good. At the moment, we import two thirds of all of our apples. We import nine tenths of all of our pears. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. That part, you have to look at the video, but she just has like a really weird face when she's like, we import this much of our cheese. And she's just like, dead face. It's so weird. Uh, The video wasn't very substantial. No, it's not substantial. It's just funny. But it's, she seems like a, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, obviously she's a conservative, so I'm not impressed. I don't, I'm not in favor of her. I probably think she's going to be bad for Britain, but I don't know how much worse she'll be than, than old Boris Johnson. Bojo. Bojo. Mr. Bojangles. Bojangles. I, I still have to say I'm happy with Boris Johnson's handling of the Ukraine situation because the UK could have really shafted them had they, had they not cared. That's about it, but they fucked their own c- citizens, which may portend a shift away from support of Ukraine within the country because like it's because of privatization. When you say fuck their own citizens, you mean the energy costs are going up nearly 200%. Oh yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. that because yeah, but... everything is privatized. Yeah. Well, they, it would be nice if they would put some subsidies. So we'll see if they push this trust out. If she's too, uh, too conservative. Jeez. Well, I mean, I would say she is, I would say some of the liberals in the UK are too, conservative but um, maybe some I'm some of the maybe, liberals maybe I'm maybe I'm a little little bit a little bit too far of a radical the labor or do you mean the liberal dems both the new I I don't want to speak out of pocket but like the new um, labor leader I don't doesn't hasn't struck struck in me as very great who is it I don't remember the name of something Nigel Farage Hell yes. <laughs> Are you a fan of Nigel Farage? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I'm being facetious. 
Nigel Farage is a fucking monster that should be, at best, Shinzo abe Why? Why do you say he's a monster? I think anyone that wants to, that is like so hungry that like they're fucking, they start salivating when they hear about austerity. That's an but evil his person. Thing, his thing wasn't about austerity. His you thing. Mean? His thing was about Brexit. Was he was he an austerity fan? I thought his all whole, of the conservatives have been austerity not, he's fans. He's not a conservative. He was the UK Independence Party. He his entire like political career was staked he on was Brexit. He in, was incredibly conservative, though. That I didn't know. I haven't. I didn't know that he really had any policy positions other than Brexit. He also had a lot of like xenophobic remarks from from what I remember. Out again. That's why I said I didn't want to speak out of pocket, because. UK politics is not like my number one thing, obviously, but um, yeah, I would have I would have to come with Mine like s- like f- uh, point by point stuff if I really wanted to talk about it. But I thought he was pretty Brexit focused. I I I, I think probably cl- leading up to to Brexit, but um, well, that was his entire party's like justification for their existence. But he, he was but he was in power. He was in leadership roles or top level roles. He long long before Brexit, Brexit even came came up. For was he Nigel him. Farage? No. I don't think he was. I think the... I think he was just in. He was just technically in UK because he was like a what was he like a broadcaster or something before. But I, I do think that he was. Um, I do. Mm. It says he voted the Green Party. He was basically just obsessed with Europe the entire time. It says he left the Conservative Party in 1992. So he, so he was part of the, the conservative party. He, he says he was in the conservative party, but he voted green in 89. Well, we, we, there's no way we can know how he would vote. So that's hearsay. But Yeah. But, I mean, being a member of a party doesn't... I, I don't see anything about being strictly conservative, but we should do some research on this. Yeah, I would say, yeah, we can... Because we can, uh, I don't see anything except Brexit. What I remember is basically... See Jewish lobby comments... <laughs> that sounds sounds like a <laughs> British conservative. Um, I I know that he's like has been a, against um, some per, certain parts of green energy, like in terms of like wind turbines. Um, yeah, I know he's also like pretty against, like he's pretty xenophobic. From some, Certainly. this is from the the, the 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 small amount of things that I've seen from well, him. Yeah. I also haven't seen him for a long time. He's been kind of out of the limelight for a while. I think since since uh, his party fell apart. I. Yeah, UK, UKIP was like a very xenophobic party. In well, general. I mean, the whole party was designed basically to make it was make a, Britain great again. Make Britain British. It was a, it was like a nationalist party in a sense. But yeah, also, what does British mean? Then give Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland their well, freedom. Well, those are part of Britain, right? In the sense of Britain as opposed to England. Well, it's not part of the... It, it's part of the British Isles, but it's not part of Britain proper. That is Britain. Britain proper would be Wales, Scotland, and, I, and England. Yeah. Not Britain. Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I agree <clears> with that. Sorry, I, I heard you wrong. Yeah, yeah, not Northern Ireland. I know that. But, yeah, I know you know that. But I'm just saying it's... This is the thing that's like confusing about it, because like, well then just like if you just want to be, because usually what they basically mean is like English, yeah. And so it's like if you want to be English, then fine, but like give those countries their fucking autonomy, or at least give them referendums to vote on it. Yeah, I wonder what he would say about that. Yeah, I do as well. Actually, I don't wonder. I I hope he sods off to use a (laughs) a, an English term. Sod off, you fucking twat. Right, Poppy. Poppy would come at it from more of a Australian perspective, like a Joe Joe Bogan perspective, right, Poppy? Right, Poppy? <coughs> you got anything else, bud? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> I feel like I have so many more things. I'm working on. Um, that podcast right now. So hopefully, hopefully I can get, 
working on that. I don't want to spoil it for you because I want it. I want it to be fresh because I don't think you've ever heard of this story, and I don't think a lot of our listeners have. But I would say everyone should go listen to the Emmett Till one. It's kind of a it's kind of a sad history pod, um, but I think it's important. Um, and I'm I was thinking about doing a Harriet Tubman one because there's a Harriet there's an anniversary of um, Harriet Tubman uh, basically breaking breaking free of slavery, but I feel like I need to dedicate more time to it. So I'm probably going to do this one first, but uh, I think it's more of a, it's like more of a fun, funny one that we can actually like enjoy. Um, well, that'd be nice. So yeah, so I'll probably do that. Um, and then, yeah, see what happens. But if anyone also has like recommendations for uh, stories that you want us to talk about or on the history pod or, or modern day stories that um, are in the, the news. I would like to talk about that. I would also like to talk about the all the rebellion, the Sepoy Rebellion. Yeah, there's there's interesting ones in the like the 1850s Sepoy Rebellion is really interesting. Um, this is even something today. The development of the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's some recommendations. All right. I mean, I think I'm the like, fact nah. that like those things were like made free, I think, is something that we should revisit now. Like if. Um, if Pfizer's, if the Pfizer's want to talk about how great their vaccines is, why don't they make them free? Why don't they make them free, Ari? Well, who made those vaccines? I don't know. They were probably developed in a fucking college that was like publicly subsidized and then sold to private companies, like most medicines are. So, but I don't know. I don't. That's just my speculation. I don't know exactly for for the exact vaccines. So, hard to say. But it's uh, it's frustrating. But yeah. Get in contact with us, folks, and uh, don't forget to rate and review on everything. There will probably be less um, YouTube videos going up in terms of the podcasts because uh, we had some issues recently. Probably a good idea. So I will probably mostly be doing streaming on the YouTube, um, but we probably won't be doing as much uh, posting of the podcast. So find your favorite podcast app and uh, make sure to rate and review us on there, like if it's Spotify or iTunes or whatever you uh, folks like to use, do that. And then also sharing us uh, helps a lot. If you uh, think that all this beautiful information that we give you is worth a couple bucks or a dollar even, write me me. Write me me. She doesn't want to talk to you. Camera shy. Uh, You can uh, donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash free trying to post. Get some cool goodies in our, our Discord servers. All that good stuff. Come here, me. And uh, you can... Come here, baby. Um, yeah, you can get a lot of fun stuff. And uh, also support us, because like, with the, the history... Even just the history pods, it's like I got to like pay for a lot of books and stuff. There's a lot of sources that are like hard to get if you don't pay for them. Um, as much as I try to fight that. But, um, yeah, so we appreciate any support y'all give us, uh, whether that's just word of mouth or whether that's financial support. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Don't forget, FCP, Zoe.